my barometer for are we being successful as a couple is like, do we fight better every year? And he was like, that is sick. And I'm like, maybe. But in my mind, it's like, we've already learned each other now. I know what you makes you tick. I know what pisses you off and you know me. So if I can understand that, I'm either going to use it for malice or I can try and get better. That is part of our self-growth journey. Are we willing to work on ourselves, right? I love the saying, if you point a finger at someone else, you have three pointing back at you. And if, if we're not willing to look at that, no matter what happens, you're going to take your bag of crap, you're going to go into another relationship and you're going to bring your bag of crap with you. <laughs> so Welcome back to Parenting on Purpose, your podcast for parenting out of the box. I am met with Miss Francine today. Hi, Francine. Welcome to the show. Hello. Great to Thank have you. you here. Thank you for having me. Well, I, the first thing I want to say is I love your podcast. If this was available to me when I was a young parent, I, I can't imagine all of the, the richness, more of the richness that would have been developed. Every topic is so full of treasures so many important things and i love the spiritual metaphysical kind of umbrella that too excellent job love all of your podcasts oh francine that is like thank you that warms my heart i love it you're just such a beacon of light um i appreciate it it's uh it's been such a fun journey for me to go on as well and as i meet other people like like-minded like us and and how people are guided and how they want to show up in their life i get so motivated by that so um i laughed a little bit when you said metaphysical because you know you know the saying like you got to let your freak flag fly like i just can't help it that's how i show up in the world so um i love it so much and i'm i cannot wait to have your perspective today on the show you were one of my favorite pre-calls i know we talked for like an hour and just um we just hung out and it was it was so cool so i'm looking forward to our audience getting to know you and what you do and your story and kind of how that's led to your perspective. So I know you come to us with decades of life coaching in relationships, which is uh, very important in everyone's uh, everyone's life. We like to always start the show, Francine, as you probably know, with um, intentionality. Part of our whole uh, vision on this podcast is how to help parents show up on purpose. So if you could start us off with one thing that you do in your life that helps you show up on purpose, whatever that looks like, um, I'd love to hear that. And then please introduce yourself. The one of the first practices that I do in the morning, and it is with my husband, because our children now are grown adults, is to connect with him. And we do that through a declaration that we each say together every morning. And a declaration is created every quarter. So that declaration is something that we either want to be, we want to either bring in, we want to manifest. And so I will every morning come down the steps and he'll meet me at the bottom of the steps and we say our declaration together and then we have our coffee together. So that is really setting up the day. And this particular declaration for this quarter is we inspire peace, abundance, and creativity. And so that really sets up the day. And we notice when we're not doing those things also. Wow. Okay. I want you to introduce yourself, but this is so cool. I've never had anyone have a co-practice. Like uh, we talk about like um, co-creation and especially with your your partner in life, your spouse, like just a great way to get on the same wavelength. Oh, there's so much wisdom that like comes from you. I'm so excited. So how long have you and your sweetheart been together? How long have you been married? 42 years. Amazing. And our meeting was a, a bit on, on the mystical side. We oh. both felt when we came together that we had known each other 
in, in other times. It was very, very visceral. We both felt it. So from the first time we were together, we, he asked me to marry him after like three dates. And really we were together ever since that, that point, that is, that's a whole other really fun story. And so that I'll, I'll leave it there. We, we met in this very magical, mystical way. Oh, oh, that's so yeah. cool. I just love that. There's so much, like I said, wisdom and just like trust in that. And, and like on our, on, at least on our podcast, I'm with whatever each person believes is like true for them. So it's all perfect. And it's like when you have a sense of knowing, right, whatever that is, science, religion, spirit, whatever that is, like it just allows you that like trust to just say like this is for the long haul. I feel like my generation is they go through so much mental like baggage that like they overthink everything. So I love the just knowing that you were supposed to be together and just, oh, that's like, that's such a cool story. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, back over to yes. you, that's awesome. Yeah. And with regards to the partnership, which is the the pinnacle of parenting, because with it, everything comes from your partnership. And so we were both very fortunate to be in partnership throughout our parenting. We have three children and we were very much on the same page, pretty much, which is of course an important aspect of parenting to, to be together as a, as, as a team. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Well, yeah. I, I feel that as you go through your story, you're going to start just knowing who you are. You're going to drop some of those pieces of nuggets and wisdom. And I will just um, ask for clarification on those as we go, because I think we don't do a great job anymore of really having like inter, I almost said interdimensional. Isn't that hilarious? That's who. Um, intergenerational. <laughs> we are not great interdimensional beings. Um, slip, there's never a mistake. Um, intergenerational understanding and wisdom and learning from that, like how people think and act differently. And that's one of the things that really motivates me about like the family optimization kind of project. Um, okay. So please introduce, I know like what you do, how you've gotten to where you are, um, as much as your story, um, as you feel on your heart, you'd like to share. And then we'll just kind of get into life coaching, what you've learned, how that's helped you in your own life, how that's helped you with your clients, all that good stuff. Sure. I was born in as a seeker. And at about the age of 17, I really started reading and doing, and even going back uh, a, a little bit more background, my grandfather's brother was a hands-on healer. Wow. And that was very much not to be spoken about in the world. It was, it was kind of a family secret. And so I was exposed to this different way of being. Now, I was born in to an Italian New York family, raised in a, in a Catholic uh, religion, but yet those uh, constraints, or I wouldn't, I shouldn't say constraints, those structures uh, didn't prevent me from expanding out and being that seeker. So my butterfly nature is always looking for, and really started at a young age. So I, I, I've always been been looking for that, and coming up all the decades. Right now, I'm involved with couples coaching couples or extraordinary relationship in the world and what's possible. A lot of times we live with relationship being something that's, oh, the ball and change and it's bad. And it's, you know, there's the comedians out there. They're always going to be saying something bad about relationship. And so we are about what's possible in relationship and always looking for that. Oh my gosh. So my story, oh my God, I don't know where to start. Like there's so many different different aspects of, of the story that has gotten me to this point. 
uh, you know, is, should I talk about the, the way past history or current or so, okay. maybe you well, I have a I have a selfish interest, Pete, when you talked about like having this metaphysical kind of tie like through your heritage and then also being an Italian American, because I'm Italian American and I yes. maybe we're related. <laughs> um yes. so this side of you, like you said it was your grandfather? My grandfather's brother. Okay. His, and his name was Uncle Nyats. And, and this is on the Italian side or is this a this, different part? This is all well, my both sides of my family are Italian. Both okay. both sides from Sicily. So very much oh, Italian. Wow. And oh, my sorry. parents are uh, first generation uh, Americans. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm third generation. So that's so, that's crazy. Um, so this makes me very happy as an Italian because it's like um, Italians do grow up very Catholic, Roman Catholic. And that's awesome, right? There's a lot of structure and um, trust and things that have come from that. But like to know that there's some like mystic background here, like makes me very happy. Um, so I guess, what did you learn from that? And how, and how is like, through your life, have you started to like integrate some of that into your, what you do? Yes. So I've always been very curious what, you know, from, for just from a really, a young, a, a young age, like just looking and seeing, well, this can't be all that there is and, and what's behind, what's behind. So even in, in third grade Catholic school, I would sit there while the nun was up at the front of the room and I'd be like, Hmm, they, you know, I, I was just born in that way. Yeah. And, and in that place of seeking and looking and uh, you know, when you, when you raise your hand and you ask, and you don't sometimes even know what you're asking for the, the answers, the universe, it, things start to come in life and it's about you being present to that, which of course being present, the key to parenting, of course, is, is and, and coaching and being with people and relationship is really the, the, first, the first thing, being present. Mm. So I've put together a toolbox of healing modalities over time. Everything interests me. I studied hypnotherapy and I've done all kinds of different levels of therapy and courses. And I've taken my husband kicking and screaming to a lot of them. <laughs> and of Your course, husband and my husband could share some stories. <laughs> he, he, he takes it on and he goes out in the world and he's doing it. And I'm like on to the next thing, you know, and I'm just like, huh, how come you, how come you do? Yeah. So Isn't that, that amazing? Because they don't have any resistance so they can apply and, and they can integrate and they can move on. And it's, well, it's part of our work, my darling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you talk cool. about talk about no resistance. That took a lot of training <laughs> to, so, from to turn the no into a yes. Is your husband not, also um, um, Italian? No, actually, his background is um, Russian and most mostly Russian. And he was raised Jewish. And awesome. so the, awesome. our, similar, our similarities are that we are we're both the oldest cherished grandchildren in cultural families oh, I love that. and so we have we have all these amazing similarities like our moms were pregnant with us at the same time and they worked oh, wow. in the same building in new york didn't know each other of course because he grew up in brooklyn i grew up in the bronx and we come to come together 26 years later to find out that we were in utero together it was you know all these kinds of things oh wow that's so cool yeah, oh my god yeah. so the metaphysical aspect Okay, yeah. so I want to get into your your toolbox and the modalities. Yes. I just wanted to yes. I wanted to extend a quick branch or bridge. So obviously, I'm a, a also uh, Catholic and grew up that way. My parents were so cool though because they they grew up really under the thumb of that um, very strict 
uh, infrastructure. So they were more like, do you want to play football or do you want to go to CCD? And I was like, oh, football sounds good. And they're like, cool, do your thing. But I remember being super young, Francine, and like I would want to go to um, Temple with my uh, my Jewish friends. And then later in life, that became I wanted to go to um, – I wanted to go to mosque. I wanted to go, like, I was, like, into these different cultures. And I remember sitting in, I, I live in Florida, right? So there's a big Jewish population growing when I grew up down here. So the bat mitzvahs and the bar mitzvahs were very big. So mm -hmm. I, like, I know everyone wanted to go to the party, but, like, I enjoyed sitting in the actual, and I don't know, the, I don't remember the name of it, but, like, the actual um, ceremony where they, like, talk through the sermon. And even though it was in Hebrew and I could not understand it, I <laughs> felt it. I knew what they were saying. So, like, at a young age like you, I started to realize, like, there's definitely not, at least in my vernacular, right? Everybody has their own opinion. I just mm -hmm. think there's many ways to interpret one truth and one and love and everyone's, you know, different religions all stemmed from people's understanding of that. And I think that's needed. We all need different perspectives to be mirrors to each other. I'm getting deep, y'all. This is the inner workings of my brain. Um, but I love that you are like you like you seem like you have this had the same experience. And that just gives me so much like, I don't know, like um, I don't know, it's just like hope. Like it, it's it, you know, I feel like I'm not alone. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Oh, that that ma that makes me happy yeah, that too. you and and think about how many other people really are you know kind of had the same experience, but maybe sure. maybe didn't pursue it, maybe shut it down a little bit. You know, it's it takes courage to really break out and not be like your friends and not be in the same thinking. And there's something about being you know born in a certain way in a way like you know there's that that confidence that's there that to be able to pursue. I also was not. I mean, I should say I was not under a thumb. My my family was very loosey goosey about religion, and so there was not that you know you must you must. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so that's awesome. Okay, so it's, um, you you started to dabble, which I appreciate and I love, and that's part of my my own journey and part of the reason I'm doing this podcast. I think there's so many parents, adults. There are. Let me put it this way: there are so many humans on their path of self discovery, and that means checking out and playing with all these different modalities. And now they are also finding themselves as parents. So I think there's a lot to unpack with what you're saying. It's like, we are on our own journey here and our kids are a part of it. And I know there's like this inclination, I know because I feel it, to like need to be the parent. But what I've felt is so much more in service in this time is instead of having to show them what's right or wrong, you just model. And that means that gives you the freedom, Francine, to continue on your journey. And they will watch and they will understand what's for them, what's not for them versus the paradigm I've always had in my head of parenthood, which is like, I have to show you the box and explain the path. So um, please walk us through like what you've learned. What have you taken out of these different modalities? How have you applied those in your own life? And then also with your, with your clients through coaching. What I want to point out though, in what you just said is you are distinguishing pieces that can really live in a place of, of not having access to, because when you distinguish something, you get power from it. So your podcast, your speaking, all that's being offered to parents distinguishes some pieces and some power and freedom get, get given out. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, thank you. I've always, yeah, I've always been interested in the workings of the subconscious. And that I think really was what drove me to my courses and learning. So hypnotherapy occurred. And I thought, I really, if I could find out where limiting beliefs live in our subconscious, boy, then I will really, you oh, know, yeah. have the source 
to some power and freedom. So I became a certified hypnotherapist. Amazing. And really, I, I didn't really develop too much of a practice. I, 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 you know, you use the word kind of dabbled. I worked with friends and family and, and some referrals, but didn't have a practice. Really what I gained from that is being able to create a place where people can go in and listen to their hearts through a relaxing process. I was listening to your hypnotherapist that you had on about with children and the gentleman, I, I right? Yes. Joseph Drumheller. So amazing. Yes. And I think he said, you know, children are the place because adults, you know, there's not many people who can, there's a lot of, uh, uh, levels about you're a lot of cause you're, you're, that's yeah. a nice way to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so just just really so i so that really became you know inside my toolbox then i've studied bach flowers bach flowers are you familiar with bach flowers cool. uh -uh. so are you familiar with homeopathy i think so yes like <laughs> so, the use of plants and herbs to homeopathy is is really uh an energetic medicine and it takes essences from different sources and it's, it's again, energetic. It's contained in a little, little teeny, teeny sugar pill, but the essence goes into your energetic system. Oh, okay. So that's homeopathy. And then Bach flowers is kind of a, 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 a segue off of that. And that is about your emotional system. So Bach flowers will balance your emotional system and it's very gentle. It was, you know, if you can use Bach flowers for for anxiety, for intuition, and it's it's just in it's enhancing. So I learned all that and became okay. certified in that. This is so cool for me because this is um this is an education as well as and I think our parents will find it that way too. Because like there's so much bombarding us right now in the news and the media, and it's like like microdosing and plant medicines and all these things. And it's like we have children, like we can't just be like microdosing. Like that's not something we can do, right? Or or feel com maybe we feel comfortable doing. Like I just want people to be aware of what's available. Right. That's right. That, that's what's so amazing to have this as a source. Oh, I love it. So, so great. Uh, so you, you Bach, know, Bach flowers, I might've butchered that. Yeah, Bach flowers. So I do custom Bach flower bottles and that's, you know, for your emotional body and things that you want to, your emotional oh. things that you want to bring in confidence, uh, you know, their spheres. For children, homeopathy and Bach flowers are miraculous. It can, it's, it's very gentle, energetic medicine. It could never, ever harm and if people are interested in finding out, just just Google okay. Ed, Edward Bach, who okay. is the, the founder of Bach Flowers and homeopathy, and you'll you'll find so much on the internet, and, and okay. people can, can go that way. Yeah. Did you when you had where your kids were growing up? I'm writing writing this down. Um, Bach Flowers when you were and that's B A C H. Thank you. Um, when your kids were growing up, did you in, integrate this into their upbringing with like the homeopathy and stuff? Yes, yes. Cool. <laughs> my kids would just go to school and be embarrassed with their lunches because they would go in with an eggplant parmesan sandwich and meanwhile they would want, you know, the bologna uh, awesome. snack pack. <laughs> oh. And they were always now as adults they wish someone would make them homemade eggplant. Well, eggplant oh yeah, yeah. Come so, on. <laughs> so, so they were they were always uh present to what was possible. So I have oh. I have three children. My my oldest is very much he doesn't really, um, he, he doesn't subscribe to a lot of what I subscribe to, but my other two are, you know, they, they're kind of like my sponges and, and my daughter, my youngest, she's my best client, my best sponge. And oh. she'll, she'll, she will do anything with me. 
that's awesome. So it's that's just so it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I keep I, getting on the soapbox. I'm learning a lot. Okay, so you are integrating this to different modalities, and then you started to the homeopathy and the Bach flower. Um, I want to say tinctures, but you know the yes, the that, that's actually that's actually the right word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I'd like to to talk about something that was really you you mentioned something before about balance and personal growth, and I have a story about that that I think would be helpful. Yes. Back in the I think it was probably like like the late 80s, early 90s, there was this place of self-actualization that was actually in the air. I mean, you could go and look at bookstore fronts and, you, and there was workshops and there was all kinds of things happening. And my husband and I got involved with the forum. Now, the for, I don't know if you've ever heard of the forum. The forum was generated from the S training back in the 70s. S okay. training was very, very about self-accusation. So we got involved with that and it's about what's possible through transformation, self and the world. Wow. I mean, we got really involved. We had very young children. We were, we were so taken with what was possible to transform the world that we, we were very imbalanced in our lives. We were having, we were having our kids do babysitting so we could go down and volunteer and be part of this, this work, which was miraculous work. It was just not the right timing in our life. We were young yeah. parents. And, yeah. you know, of course, this is, uh, you hindsight. know, 2020 yeah, yeah. hindsight, right? So we do this work, and that is exactly when our life falls apart. Because mm. in this particular work, integrity really becomes available. And the, the, the shit hit the fan after we did this work. Everything that wasn't working in our lives became apparent. So we were living way, 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 way above our means. Even though you know my husband made uh, you know had a great job, we were we were always living above our means, and he loses his job. This is after we do all this great work. So he yeah. loses his job. This is fascinating. We lose everything. They we lose our house. They drive away our cars. But, you know everything foreclosure, bankruptcy, IRS, all that, all that starts to happen. And so we have, three, we have three children: six, eight, six, eight, and ten. So we're living in a home and they each have their own bedrooms and we need to move into a two bedroom apartment. And luckily we were able to stay in the same school district. So we just kind of moved down the block. Now the two little ones, they're in heaven. So they're all living in one bedroom. We love it. They're like, and our oldest, he's, you know, we're, and as parents, we felt that we shouldn't let them know what was going on. We mm. thought it was too, excuse me, too traumatic. So we were Pollyanna on top of what was going on. Isn't this great? But meanwhile, of course, they were feeling everything. Yeah. You know, this, and again, I only say this in, in hindsight. This is fascinating. Yeah. So so he my our oldest had the biggest impact about it. Not that the two other ones didn't. And then, you know, through through the grace of God and through about 10 years, we were able to come back one step at a time. And that was through partnership and through trust and through, I mean, there's so, so many stories inside of that. We, wow. we moved to Tucson. The children actually end up, we were living in California at the time. We moved to Tucson because there's a, another job. The kids grew up in Tucson, which ends up being a great situation. And they end up going all the way to the U of A and it all, it all ends up wonderful. And it was through our resilience and our commitment to the family. Now we were going to get divorced. I mean, you know, because he, it was all his fault. I mean, this guy, you know, and, and who I was, was I had this committee going on about how bad he was. 
and but I was nice, you know. I was, of course. Know, yeah. I was, and so he, this this man who was this amazing hero, was living under that that kind of like really not having me there because we were looking at this is not working. And the only reason why we didn't get divorced is because we couldn't afford it. One of the ways we were thinking of doing was we would get an apartment and we'd go in and out of the house because this, the image of the kids with the suitcases and especially both of us came from long marriages and, you know, we just couldn't think of the, that, 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 that image. Not yep. that, that the, you know, I'm not saying divorce, you know, I'm not sp speaking to any of that. I'm just saying our story. Yep. We don't end up getting divorced and we just kind of live together in, in neutrality. And then I realize who this man is. I, I have this awakening that he he would do anything to take care of the family. Now, what happens for me is I end up going back to work and I go into corporate and I, I'm actually supporting the family and and he he loses this job that he takes in Tucson. And I'm just like, ah, this is this is I'm done here. Forget it. And he actually takes a job digging ditches and what i mean by that he went to work for a friend who took care of nursing homes and he literally dug up floors to earn money like like dead body like put dead bodies uh, no 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 to, to uh, remodel remodel, oh, remodel. Right. So, sorry i'm italian so we are living in tucson and this job's in phoenix and he would commute and i mean just this really heroic now i didn't look at it as at that then. time oh. but then then for, you know, for, for the, really through grace, I got to see who he was. I got to see who I was being. And then from that point, like just all these miracles happened. We, we uh, met some, yeah, we, we, uh, one of uh, our daughter's friends, she was at a birthday party and she had this uh, mom who's a real estate agent and Jenny's like, you can just need a house. And, you know, we're renting. We're like, oh my God, we can never tell anybody what's going on for us. And we're like, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she, I have the perfect house for you. And we're thinking, oh my God, we will never, it'll be years before we can get a house. So she goes, come on, come on and see it. So there's this house and it's just perfect. And again, through, through miracles and, you know, Steve moving and going back into corporate and we, get a guido loan and what i mean by that is we get a more so because we both have jobs we're, we're paying a mortgage of 18 percent to get the house nobody knows this because back then they weren't doing the background checks i mean really to you know in the oh, real estate wow. nobody knew and you know it was up to like the last day before we could get the mortgage so we get the house and then from that point everything just starts you know we come back and we come back and we come back and it, it was just it was it, miraculous really just miraculous yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So awesome. balance, balance was not there at yeah. all. And all of these distinctions that we now have, and you know, we have available and we look back and say, I think we would have had this if we would have had that. And that also points to the organization that we're involved with now, which is couples coaching couples. Yes. If we had these tools back then, you know, who knows where we've been? Well, we are where we are now anyway, right? So. And the answer is you're meant to help that path. And that's, that's why right. you had to go through it. That's um, right. So, so we want to, we, uh, my message is there is always hope if you choose to have hope. Yes. Even in the darkest, darkest times, if you will just take the time and listen to the whispers of your heart, your GPS system, your heart is always there for you. Just that we we don't want to listen. Yeah, eh, eh, eh. you know I don't like that. I knew there was going to be so much wisdom in this podcast. 
And there are several things I want to ask you about. But for those of you who know, you know, that was the second Harry Potter reference that Francine mentioned today. So we have light and darkness, Dumbledore, direct quote. I'm sure you've never seen Harry Potter, but that just shows you next level 5D vibes you have. Hex well, I, you know what? I, I haven't because I'm prom I promised my grandson that I would start with him. Yes, do it. <laughs> yeah. You know why? You know why people like us like there's literally a woodpecker outside my house right now, which is crazy. That's so cool. And some would say like that's so inconvenient because we're on a podcast and po potentially, but also how cool is that? Um, no, it's a message. <laughs> yeah. A message. Okay, I love this. I love this. I'm so excited. Um, what you have just shared has been so amazing. I want to unpack a few of these things and then I want to toss it back over to you because you're into it. You and in, in, you're an intuitive. So I, whatever feels like it should come through, like that is what this is about today. But we talk a lot on this podcast about the spiral staircase. When you are going through it, the, and the analogy of the spiral staircase is like you start on floor number one and you're facing the direction you want to go. When you get off the staircase, eventually on floor four, five, six, seven, you are again facing the direction you want to go. 98% of the time in between those two floors, you are looking a different direction and you are not perceivably on the right direction. That is the analogy. What my 5D brain goes to and what I feel is there's a there's a vortex or there's a fulcrum connecting all of those steps. There's something in between that holds them all together. And that is unique to each of us, right? Like it could be school, it could be this, it could be like education, marriage, like all these different steps we all go through. But the common thread that holds all those together, that's unique to each person. And that to me is the personal growth journey we're all on. So as you're going through this, you had to have these really challenging, trying situations as a couple in order to now be in a place to have co couples coaching couples, to now understand what that's like. I feel so many parents were on like, you know, maybe the like 20, 30% of those rungs where we just haven't been able to see the commonalities yet that make these all work. And it's so easy to judge and so easy to say the woe is me and to, and to not have hope, to not choose hope and to choose to be victimized. And like, that's okay, but that's also a choice. So I love, I love the wisdom in like allowing it to play out and leaning in and, and then being able to see that there is a common thread that holds all those things together. So that was so cool. And then the thing I wanted you to elaborate on, um, I guess there was two. And one is like the, the thought of raising kids and going through all of these challenges. To me, I had so much empathy for you during this story because it's like that must have been so challenging where they're looking to you for guidance and, and you feel like you have to provide answers. But at the same time, you don't know. Um, so I would love for you to elaborate on that in any way that feels right. And then the second thing is obviously the couples co coaching couples and, and going through that with your husband. Like you mentioned how something started to shift where you started to see him differently. And I firmly believe that every interaction in our life that's triggering to us or that makes us feel very, um, you know, very Italian, very like uh, angry or whatever that is, that's that's a sign. And, and we're supposed to really go with that. Now, some people might choose divorce as the right option. I am not pro or, or anti and whatever is in service of the person. And obviously those um, experiences range vastly, right? So this is not a one size fits all approach. But even if divorce is part of that staircase and journey, there is self-work to going through these things. So one with being a parent and the children, and then two, the relationship with your husband as you went through this to help you, because you might call it a miracle, but you also know, Francine, that, you know, uh, there is miraculous things, but you have to be miraculous for miraculous, for miraculous things to attract to you. You have to resonate at a certain frequency to attract miraculous things. So I want to take the mystic out of that. And people know when you do the work, 
you are climbing the damn staircase and you're higher. So now you'll attract higher things. All right, beautiful lady, over to you. <laughs> the One of the first things that came to mind with regards to the children was how to manage the shame and the horror of what was happening from the, the viewpoint of their lives, from the viewpoint of society. Right. And we, you know, ha, who, who did we need to be to not have that relayed to them? I believe that we were successful about that because of, you know, in the one way, not being, but we, you know, not being honest and direct and, and brutal by being kind of, oh, isn't this great? Like Pollyanna, because sometimes Pollyanna can be really great. So I think that aspect helped them to okay, not- so For people who don't know who, what Pollyanna means, basically, because when you first yeah. said Pollyanna, I heard something else, which was so out of context. And I was like, wait, what? Um, so you're saying is you're, um, you had to be almost falsely upbeat and falsely focused on the positives in order for them to focus on that. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like really, you know, it really was denial, you know, it was denial of what was, what was happening. And yet I believe that they felt taken care of inside of all of this trauma, all of this stress. I, I, I you know, I, I have that sense and we've had the, you know, as adults, we've, we've had the conversation. Yeah. Awesome. One so of the things that. that we always need and we didn't realize it at the time. And again, this is the, the wisdom of the ages. We need relationship. We need reminders. We need other people in our lives to be able to, you know, be our coach, but really to be there as a, a bowl to hold us when we're going through these, these yes. terrible things. Yes. We, we have to have that because we cannot exist alone. We, you know, shame, isn't shame like this lonely thing? It's, it's very individual. Mm. Once you, mm. you share your shame with someone who's, who's your, you know, who's your, your friend or it, it dissipates, like they're going to say to you, whatever they are. And they'll, you know, it just, it comes off of you. But when, when we're all alone and individual, we can't get anything done. We need relationship. We can't exist without relationship. hundred percent. That's beautifully said. Yeah. Okay. That's that. Yeah. So continue. Sorry. Yeah. And, and then, you know, moving into the, who my husband was, you know, we have our partners and we start out in this amazing way of connection and, yes, and, yes. and, you know, all these things. And we, we get used to it, you know, and we don't realize that that is like a garden that needs to be tended. Relationship is like a garden that needs to be tended to. And, you know, you have your garden, you wouldn't think of not pulling out the weeds you, if you want it to be successful and beautiful, right? So yeah, there's always constant attendance to the relationship that needs really a, a, a format. You know, we can't let yes, life yes. happen. And as I was able to, you know, we both worked really hard. At, you know, you did say that about, you know, miraculous, but we, there was, it was a combination of everything. And, you know, we, I, uh, my view is that we are energy beings and it's our energy that attracts whatever the like energy is. So we were both wanting to heal. We were both wanting to create more and through step by step by step, we, you know, we came together and it was out of my changing my viewpoint of him. Exactly. And you see men, men need to be, 
the heroes to their partner or women, you know, women, not any, I'm not saying gender wise, but yeah, yeah, yeah. one partner has to be the, the hero and they have to yeah. be known and, and acknowledged that they're the hero. Right. Yeah. This is that divine masculine, divine feminine. And we yes. all have both within us. Um, but it's like providing the forum for them to be the, yeah, to, to grow into that. Um, I think what makes it so cool is like when, and you spoke on this in like the honeymoon kind of phase, but when you meet someone, what you feel is like the expansion of your heart so much. And that's what is the initial attraction. It's because you feel for the first time that you are so much more, or you're a part of something so much more and something so much bigger. And that happens when you have your kids too, right? So then as, as we start to go through life and share life together, that kind of goes away and we have to continue to give each other something to strive for. And I think we do a great job of highlighting the highlight reel of society. Like this is what, you know, should look like, or this is what failure is. And it's like, so dis it does so much disservice to us because it takes away the real joy. And that is, it's not always easy, but when it's not easy, is it valuable, right? Are you growing together? And, and are you growing together well? Like my, my husband and I, when we were not husband and wife and we were dating, like I always told him like my, my barometer for are we being successful as a couple is like, do we fight better every year? And he was like, that is sick. And I'm like, maybe. But in my mind, it's like, we've already learned each other now. I know what you makes you tick. I know what pisses you off and you know me. So if I can understand that, I'm either going to use it for malice or I can try and get better. So our fighting should maybe dissipate or or be more like understanding. And it really has. And it's been so cool to watch because like that is part of our self-growth journey. Are we willing to work on ourselves, right? I love the saying, if you point a finger at someone else, you have three pointing back at you. And if, if we're not willing to look at that, no matter what happens, you're going to take your bag of crap you're going to go into another relationship and you're going to bring your bag of crap with you. <laughs> so. Exactly. That Exactly. Exactly. And you know, I, I, I really, I understood what you meant by fighting better because I think you meant fighting quicker and, and just really not even having to have those fights. So it, 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 it gets better because we, we don't really have to have that. You know, we, we it could be quick, you know, we, cause we are you know, we realize we want to get back to being connected. Because any fight is the disconnection. Yeah, and that's and that's really it. And I've I've done extensive research, and I love reading and on psychology, and I'm also into hypnosis. And it's just cool because we crave connection, and then we're also energetic beings. So look, just like um, in a thunderstorm, as lightning will connect, like the ions will find the least point of resistance to connect. That we do that physically in conversations and in fighting. Like if the point is to connection, sometimes the quickest path is anger, which is why so many couples go from like anger to passion, right? It's like that one yell away and then someone touches someone on the back or kisses them and then they're in the throes of passion again. And that's what we really crave is that connection. So it's not done in a manipulatory way, but just by understanding it, it's like we both know what we want out of this. So like, can we just get to that part and like do the work and just move on? Yes, yes. And really, when you think about the ingredient, the cohesive ingredient that's needed throughout everything, parenting, relationship, work, curiosity, can you be curious every day? Are you curious about your partner? Are you curious about what I can learn today? Are you curious about your, your child that you think you know? Because when we think we know, it's the booby prize. 
So curiosity is the the jewel. It's the beginning. So then from curiosity comes a communing. These are all the C's, the C's, C's, (laughs) Uh, communing. So communing is when you are, you know, with whomever, your child, your husband, and you're in a shared activity, you know, eating something delicious, playing, watching something together. There's this communing that happens. And really nothing can happen unless that's taken place first, whatever piece of communing. And then after that is creating, like, what do we create? You know, what, what, what can we do? And then, you know, following that is your, your broader community. So all of those little ingredients make for very rich, extraordinary living. That's awesome. That's so beautiful. I love that. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about the the course that you are working on or working with as couples coaching couples thing? Oh, can you, sure. Can you explain the genesis of that and kind of like um, how it operates and you know how people can get involved? Sure. Uh, couples coaching couples, it's it's fairly small right now. There's about 200 couples that belong, and it's about 30 years old. And it began with one couple who were both going for their advanced degrees, and they were really having a very hard time managing that. And they decided to ask another couple to be their coaches during this process. And through that, this couples coaching couples formed. Now, the background of that was a, a series of distinctions and for them to get through it and through coaching, that is how the whole the whole thing was seeded. What exists now are about 17 local circles cool. that, are, that are physical around the country. And each circle has up to about 12 couples in it. And there's also virtual circles. There's three virtual circles. And the circles are kind of their their own small community. And the circles meet once a quarter. And during that quarter, you are matched up with another couple in the circle. And there's a formatted way of meeting weekly with this other couple. It's about an hour every week. And in that hour you are spending time really relishing your relationship like what was really great this week what's happening what how are our projects going and then also if there's any breakdowns anything that needs the reconnection back to couple it's for healthy couples and it's not therapy but there's something in the community of having another couple be for your couple that is amazing the other thing that happens is what I started with in my practice is every quarter, a new declaration is created. So oh. your couple looks at, well, what do we want this quarter? Do we want to bring in something? Do we want to be something? Do we want to be contribution? So there's, you know, it's, it's just a wide range. And then that other couple that's with you for the quarter is a stand for that. They, they are for you having a great couple, having your couple be extraordinary. That's cool. Thank you for explaining that. I that that reminded me of something you said earlier, and I think this is a great place to bring it up. Um, de- we're, we're like depending on where you are in your life. I think it's very common to reach this place where you have to come to terms of like if you want more in any facet of your life, it's 
I, I feel like it's so helpful to have coaches or courses or books or for whatever to help you understand what is possible again to have that fun curiosity uh, in life and then to go to go forward to learn the tactics and tips and tricks like <clears throat> i love learning and i know now we live in a society where information is so readily available that there's actually a joke that like um self-help or like education has just become like entertainment 2.0 where we're taking <laughs> information, but we're not doing anything with the information. Yes. Um, and so that's where I find coaching so helpful. Like you've mentioned like um, the coaching couples, coaching couples, um, therapists, hypnotherapist, different courses that you were a part of in life. And I know, I know it always adds a level of work, but I think people shy away from these things sometimes because I think it makes them feel like they're not good enough without it or like it makes them feel less. And so I just, I wanted to bring that up because even me, who's someone who loves learning, there are times where I'll look at a coaching program and I'm like, oh, like, do I need this to succeed? And obviously you can't do everything, but I think it's imperative to look at like, no, you don't need anything. You are already perfect. So if that crosses your mind, the answer is no, you don't need it. But if it's still feeling, you still feel it in your heart that it will add value to you. I just hope you have the awareness and it's not necessarily you, Francine, but just all of us, the awareness mm -hmm. that there's something within you that wants to be birthed, that wants to have life breathed into it. And that has value to add to your kids, your spouse, your community, your church, your carpool group, your soccer team, whatever that is. So know why you don't need it. I think it's so important to honor yourself and, and you are deserving of it. You are worth it. I think people shy away. And I just wanted to bring that up because I find, I find courses and coaching so helpful as long as you are using it as a modality to look at yourself as a mirror and then to like apply the work because any, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a course, whether it's a, a sports team, these are all opportunities for us to get better. If you, if you approach life, like you said, curiously and you just play, everything's a game. It's like what happens, my son was playing Magnet tiles the other day and he, he he's like in love with stamps. So he'll put stamps in each level of his tiles. And then when it smashes down, he realizes I built it too far to the left. I need a counterbalance. He's, he's three, so he doesn't say these things, but I'm watching his brain. So now he builds it with more Magnet tiles on one side. So it's more even like it's just like that. But for adults, like we realize by going into these courses and playing that we maybe are we have some mental stuff that we need to get rid of or that we tend to do this in our relationships. And now we have the understanding to kind of play with that and to go a different direction. So I think as parents, we just get way too hard on ourselves and we get way too serious and we just need to take a step back and like have fun in life and like approach it with that fun joy and just play the same way kids play, just have fun with it. Right. But oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you for bringing yeah. that up. Yeah. Balance is really the key. And, you know, we don't know that we don't know. You see, we, we, sure. and so that's, if we're, if we're connected in and, and there's just that, that voice that's saying, hmm, check this out, check this out. You know, you follow that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay. So in, in your practice with coaching, are you, um, you, you said you have a specific, a specificity with relationships. So what are like one or two of the tips that you use in your practice to help people kind of uncover where they are? Um, and then how do you help them kind of make 
maybe amend where they are to help them start to grow from that place? What are some tips or tricks you could recommend? Mm -hmm. uh, one of the processes, practices is something called emptying the well. Okay. So we have this well that develops between us and you know it gets filled and we need to be cognizant to be emptying all the time sometimes that well gets a, a little bit filled up and it's it's really hard to manage getting that cleared out yes and then if it really gets filled up resignation and you know everything becomes hopeless yeah so if the the first the first part is when i work with a couple is to really look and see what's in the way of you being a couple mm. now is there anything that you need to apologize for is there anything that you would like your partner to apologize for and then that takes place awesome and there's a deep listening that happens it's not up to me as a facilitator to to offer anything about what's being said it's just the opportunity to to let it go and to have the the couple be back together in connection. Wow. And then from, from there, there's a lot of places that you can go. One of the things that we look at is habits. We have so many habits. We have thought habits. We have physical habits, emotional habits, all kinds of habits. And we can look at, look at structuring things and, and look at what is couple well-being? What's well-being for our couple? And what are the habits that can contribute to that? There's also looking at dances. So we, we have these dances that happen as couples. A dance is one person says one thing, the next person says another thing, the, next per, the, the other person says something, and off to the races, and you're in a f very familiar dance yeah. of discord, of disconnection. So it, it's a dance. So we really look and discover those dances, and then we make a name to it. We make a funny name. Because yeah. the, the the whole commitment is to be connected and be a couple. Yeah, that's the commitment. And disconnection happens. But how long do you want to be disconnected for? You want it to be five minutes, or you want to you know be have it be a week? So all of these tools help to bring back connection quickly. So when you have your couple dance and you have a silly name that you've both decided on, and one person will take responsibility and call out the name zucchini you it's an <laughs> alert oh i'm going down that path to that dance I don't, it's there's no cheese down that hole right so <laughs> you can stop it right then and there and and come back yeah just come yeah. back from the dance and, and have a discussion as opposed to all the you know the angst that gets involved yeah couple driving oh my gosh couple in car <laughs> <laughs> think about that <laughs> how you know thing i don't know a lot of couples have that kind of you know when some yeah, other person is like, driving yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah, funny yeah. Power struggle. it's really it's really about uh finding out what it what it is that a couple wants you know the and basically what what people want is to be related and get back back yeah. this connection that's the, okay. So the, the parenthood as well as relationships, like sometimes we're so well-meaning, but I feel like the more we interject and the more that we have to show up, like out of, like, maybe we're out of, out of alignment with the right energy, but we, we just show up and we make things so much worse. I, I found that in my own life. It's like, if I really dial back what my kids are doing, my 15 year old is an amazing example of this because she's a young woman. So she is 
you know, doing in her mindset, she's doing her best to please us and live in accordance with her values, which are very much mirroring our values because she lives under our house. And if I don't think it's done perfectly or if it's not done the right, you know, exactly in accordance with my brain, it's very easy to tell her she's not doing it correctly. But what I learned the most from is parenting myself and pausing and bringing it back to first principles and thinking she is literally doing the best she can. And she's trying to, like I said, live in accordance. And I see the same thing with, with our spouses. Like if my husband and I disagree on something and I, there's like the initial, I, I as a human am not getting what I want. There's a need that's not met. But if you can like give it a little bit of space and you can dial it back, it's like he is operating out of the same principles and he is just trying to protect our family, make sure that we're going, you know, we're, we're all taken uh, care of, that he's making responsible decisions. He, you know, he like, we're all operating out of a place of togetherness, even when we feel separate. And, you mm -hmm. know, that's a part of the whole emotional quotient and not just getting triggered uh, and jumping right into like anger and then kind of just stepping back and understanding. So now you have a different, you have a different approach to it. We're all walking the same path together and we're trying to get to the same, you know, the same result, which is the connection of the family. Um, so that's so cool to hear some of the tools on how to do it because even in great relationships, like I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about like, um, if someone asks you like, how's your marriage? And you say, great. Like they know you have a crappy marriage. And I thought <laughs> that was so funny because like, I do consider we have an amazing marriage. My husband is my best friend and I, and I love, I love doing life with him. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's void of self-reflection and work, but I think that's what makes it worthwhile. But I guess I'm one of those weird masochistic people who take on challenges just to learn from them. So I guess that's an individual thing. <laughs> And thank God that you do, because through that, it, it, you know, you spread it all out. So it's really great. Yeah. Oh, well, I love, I love the work you do. I, we have not actually had a coach on yet that does specific like uh, relationships and marriages. So I'm really grateful for this. Um, one of my favorite parts of this, of this journey has been when people reach out to me and they say, I connected with this person through your podcast and this person and I started this project together, or I needed help with X and I reached out to the, this speaker and now Y has happened. Like that is why I do this. Um, it's like, I saw something the other day and I think you'll, you'll appreciate this. Um, appreciation. When we say to appreciate something, there's, there's like a, that's one of those has two meanings. It's really one meaning, but our society has led it to be, you know, something different. When I say I appreciate you, it means I value you. I give you um, gratitude. And like I'm putting energy into looking specifically at the things about you that make me feel good and happy. Now, when you think of it from a financial standpoint, when something appreciates, appreciates it rises in value. And I started to look at that in the relationship context. When you appreciate your spouse, this is what happened with you and your husband. When you appreciate your spouse, you are raising their value. And that's a you thing, not a them thing. So you don't exactly. need them to do anything differently. You change how you show up to the conversation. Same thing with your kids. If your kid's upsetting you, start to appreciate them in other ways that are easy. And then they will raise in value. And then when you're at the right place, you can um, start to look at those other things and you'll probably have a very different perspective around them. Mm -hmm. But I love that. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, that is, that is exactly one of the 
most important aspects of relationship is appreciation and acknowledgement. And really to have it be done on a regular basis. In relationship, in parenting, that everything you just said is is the key. It really is. It's such a mind, it's such a, it's such a self-practice, right? Like I always joke whether you're a God person, a universe person, a science person, whoever the thing, the the whatever is the entity that is um, governing how things work out here on this ball hurling through space. Like it is hilarious. I think they are playing the funnest joke on us of all. Like, you know, like what's the secret to human happiness? Where can we hide it that humans will never find it? How about we hide it inside them? Because nobody ever takes the time to look in there. I just find it as such a funny practice. But if you do take the time, there's a lot of gold in there for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, my my view is that we're here to express joy and be joy. I mean, we really and it's been this mistake about uh, many levels of that, but we're really here to do that. Yeah, I love it. Oh, you are so fun. Like I, I could talk to you for hours about mystical things and just yeah, like, all absolutely. of that. Well, I hope I hope we get to um, share space again. I am interested in the coaches, couples coaching couples. So I'll reach out to you offline about that because. Um, sure. I think I'm a big fan of, I just saw something today when you buy something, whether it's a suit or a dress or a coaching program, you're not buying the thing, the, what they're selling, you're buying a better version of yourself. And when I say buying, that does physically mean exchanging money, but what it more means is you're putting, you're putting your resources into something. And I think we often just think of resources as money, but there's other resources that readily come to us and that's time and energy. So buying into something is a great way of saying that like you are putting your mental efforts into that thing and when you where your what is it where your focus goes your energy flows right mm -hmm. um so we are seeing the next versions of ourselves as a couple coming out and i am choosing to invest in those type of things so i'm looking forward to, to learning more about that um for our listeners though can you please tell them francine where they can find you if they're interested in investing in themselves through relationships um that would be awesome yes my email is intervalsofgrace at gmail.com and i will be having two different podcasts come out they're under construction in the next couple of months and also a website down the road so that's there I want to leave with one thing, though, that I wanted to mention before. Please. Doing a family declaration is an amazing thing. Yes. Kids love it. And you sit down and you do the declaration process together. I can, I can talk to you about that another time. Yes. And the kids are involved and they love it, saying it every morning at breakfast. I thank you so much for saying that. Like, I love that you said that we're working on a project and eventually we'll put out a YouTube video on it where we're going through our family missions, visions, and like values. And that is all part of it. I want the kids to feel like they are a part of growing this unit and what it means to be in our family. And I love that you just said that. So that's fantastic. Let's please talk about that. I would definitely love to make a video for people yeah. to, with that practice. And that's awesome. So good. And um, please let me know when the podcasts come out because I want to personally listen and um, <laughs> learn from you. I think you have such amazing wisdom to share. So uh, thank you, Francine, for taking the time uh, to be on our podcast. I did want to mention the art behind you. I keep, I love it. It's awesome. And it, it keep, I don't know why it reminds me of like floating graduation caps. <laughs> like I just think like oh, you're matriculating to the next level. <laughs> you're oh, just that's like, so great. I love that. Or uh, 
little uh, universes. Yeah. yeah. That's it's what cool. it reminds me of. Um, and I say graduation caps, that must more look like the Harry Potter graduation caps, but you know, obviously that's my, that's my cup of tea. Literally, tea. Um, so it was so great, Francine. Thank you for being here. You're wonderful, parents. Uh, this has always been a, a great, uh, a great time. I'm literally taking what you guys are asking for, and I'm finding these people, and they're finding us, and it's so fun. So keep the emails coming, keep the um, the DMs coming. Uh, I'm here to help in any way we can. And until the next perfect time, you guys stay beautiful and stay inspired. You're doing awesome. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.